All right, and welcome to episode four of the Pump Fake Pod, going over Friday lines and uh, previews of some games. And uh, God, I think probably five, seven, ten. I don't know, we got a lot of games tomorrow that are well worth a watch. So um, we're just going to hop right into it. Uh, Nick, you want to start us off? Virginia Tech, South Carolina. Yep. So we'll kick off with Virginia Tech at South Carolina. South Carolina is a three and a half point dog. Total is a one forty one and a half. Um, so for Virginia Tech, they obviously uh, lost Grant uh, Basile, Justin Mutz, and Darius Maddox, um, but they keep Sean Padula, who uh, obviously we know is can be a sharpshooter for this team. He averaged 15 points per game last year. Hunter Couture selling the team 11 points per game, three boards, 42% three-point shooter. Um, and uh, they bring in a couple transfers, uh, Robbie Barron from Northwestern, um, Tyler Nickel from UNC, and then a couple guys, um, a couple freshmen coming in for them. Um, and then on the South Carolina side, uh, they lose Gigi Jackson, obviously their their best player, 15 points per game. Um, they also lost Hayden Brown and Chico Carter Jr., but they have some transfers coming in um, in Talon Cooper, Stephen Clark, and B.J. Mack. Um, I think these transfers coming in for South Carolina are really good. I think they'll be good pieces for South Carolina. Um, I think this is going to be a tight game. Uh, I do kind of lean with South Carolina. I think these transfers coming in, obviously we'll see you know, one game in if they can mesh uh, real well together against a team like Virginia Tech. Um, but I see this game being close, and I think you can make an argument for either side. Um, but I would kind of lean with the points with South Carolina, um, especially um, being at home. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's where I lie with it. Yeah. yeah I- um, go for it. Sorry, TV, BGD, uh, my guy. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think you really can't go wrong here. It's one of those coin flip college basketball games that you're, you're going to be whining or winning here. You made a really good point about South Carolina. They beat up their offense a ton. They love to park the brakes. And, but the thing is, Virginia Tech can play at that style. So I'll just I'll, – I'll, I'll go against you, Nick, and I'll just take Virginia Tech and the points um, and hopefully hope for the best and – go against you with Padula and their star power just because they know how to play that game with South Carolina. Carolina will still figure out their, their gelling and meshing with the transfer portal. They looked great against Upstate, but so did Virginia Tech um, in their first game as well. So I don't think you can go wrong here, guys, and that shows how we're divided here on that. And But also at the same time, like, I mean, both have an angle each, each time or on each side. Yeah, um, I kind of don't really like either side. I don't like uh, – well, I, I love the guys that uh, Virginia Tech ended up losing, um, so that kind of sucks. But uh, I don't really trust South Carolina. I got to see it uh, from Lamont and uh, company after uh, after last season. I mean, doing it against Upstate's cool, but it's the Big West. Um, playing some, some, some better teams now, uh, and Virginia Tech can, can put the ball in the hoop. Um, I would initially lean the under too, but I, like you said, I think their off their offense has gotten a lot better. I mean, it's, it's one point one yeah. too tough for me to take an under. I'm not, I'm not really so. Yeah, and Virginia Tech, uh, they gave up some points last year too, so it's not like they're elite defensively. Um, I kind of seventy games, seventy five, seventy two. Yeah, I see points in this one, and I'm going to roll with Virginia Tech's team total. Um, just had it and of course i clicked away but uh i like their team total tomorrow's 70 something i can find it while he looks for that uh virginia tech like you guys are saying i actually like you said uh huff like 
you could make an argument on either side. I actually like the over in this game. Obviously, with Virginia Tech playing Coppin State, like, yeah, it's Coppin State, um, but they put up 100 points, which, like, your offense has to be capable of scoring. I don't really care. If it's a D1 team and you put up 100, like, obviously, South Carolina is going to be better defensively, but they're capable of putting up those that amount of points. Um, and I think South Carolina's offense is um, definitely beefed up, and I think they put up 82 on upstate again, obviously lower competition, but I think the – both these teams could easily be in the 70s. Yeah, they both rebound well. It's going to be a gritty game. I mean, and just shoot, and now they shoot the ball ball well. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll just we'll see. <laughs> you can't go wrong. I I, I, mm-hmm. I I'm kind of leaning now, like you said, like just rooting for points and hoping for the best. But I'm going to ride with that Virginia Tech over uh, that on their team total. I think they're just going to uh, points both ways. But I trust Virginia Tech a little bit more than uh, South Carolina. Um, I could actually probably figure it out for you. But, yeah, like uh, Huff said, too, Virginia Tech, I think, is going to be um, dominating the boards here. So I actually don't mind their team totally either. I think they'll get some um, second-chance opportunities for sure. Yeah, their team total should be about 72-and-a-half, if my math is Let's just right. look up who the refs are. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> quick quick way for quick way if for it's 72-and-a-half, I love it even more than oh, yeah, yeah, where I, I saw 74-and-a-half. I, I could I be saw, wrong. Shout out Ben from Capwise. He made this tweet, which it seemed like a silly tweet because you can usually just look at their team total like on the books. But in this situation where it's not up, if you just if the you just take the total of the game, add the favorite, add the spread of the favorite to the total, and then just divide by two, and that'll give you the favorites team total. Really? Yep. So it's one forty one and a half total, three and a half point spread. Just add the three and a half to to Is total. That, you get one forty five, and then divide by sense. two. Is that Ben Carey or whatever? Yep. Yep. Ben Carey from Capwise. He tweeted that out. People were like chirping him in the comments, like, no shit. And I was like, it's still like good, good to know how to do it. Nice, useful. I never thought (laughs) of it really. But yeah. Other degenerates and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I love the Capwise boys. Memphis, Missouri already moved to 160. I don't mean to transition like a hard swipe like that if we have a bet. Lead us into it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Memphis, Memphis, Missouri minus uh, Missouri is getting. Minus two uh, for the point spread, and then we got a total of it opened at one fifty nine and a half. But I see on DraftKings and FanDuel it moved to one sixty. I don't know if you guys see that as well, but it's moving in the direction. People are rooting for a high powered offense game, and that's what we will probably have with Missouri and Memphis as well. Uh, you guys, Trev, Nick, you got anything on that? Um, I can run through the rosters if you guys want. Um, Missouri obviously lost Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge and DeAndre Golson, three huge pieces for this team. Um, I remember rooting for them hard last year, uh, watching them play. Um, but they bring in a ton of transfers. John Tonji from Colorado State, he was a baller. Connor Vanover from Oral Roberts, seven foot five. Uh, obviously going to be huge down low, going to get easy buckets, easy boards for this team. Again, second chance opportunity is going to be big. Um, Caleb Grill from Iowa State, and then, um, Tamar Bates from your uh, Indiana Huff came over, and then a couple guys, a couple freshmen, and some um, like D two schools. It looks like, um, and then Memphis full, is like fully reloading this roster. Um, lose Kendrick Davis, Keontae Kennedy, Elijah um, McCadden, um, and then a couple other like role players that are six points per game or so. But bring in so many transfers. This list is crazy. They have Javon Quinterly from Alabama, Caleb Mills from Florida State, Jonathan Pierre. Uh, Jordan Brown, the list goes on. These guys have so many transfers, but I, I and I hate Memphis. I 
Like, I don't know if it's a hot take or not. I think Penny Hardaway is a horrible coach and I really don't think he knows what he's doing. Um, but it's really hard for me to like, look at this roster and not think they're going to be good regardless of who's coaching them because these guys are going to be able to score. Um, so that total jumping up to 160 doesn't surprise me at all. Um, this Memphis team has five people on the roster and uh, averaging double digits with Javon Quinterly at nine points per game. But obviously, you know, we've seen him at Alabama. He's very capable of put it, running it up. Um, so, yeah, this is a hard one for me. I, I Again, I think you can make an argument for either side on the spread. Um, and I think if you take the under, you're going to be like clenching the whole time because I could easily yes. see just like points yeah. back and forth, back and forth, like no defense being played really. Oh, like, um, oh, oh, it's 160 and a half, you know, like, damn, that's a lot of points. Like initially a high test, but yeah, it's Missouri and Memphis just going at it with Missouri giving up 77 points to Arkansas Pine Bluff and all due respect to Arkansas Pine Bluff. They got some hoopers, no, you know, but great program. And then, and then 77 uh, from Memphis from Jackson State, and Jackson State was kind of leading in the first half um, mm-hmm. at a time. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a 90 to 80 game, will be like a James Madison Kent State game, like we've seen today. Um, it, yeah, it'll be one of those. Missouri has seven guys on their roster that shoot over 30% from three, too. So I wouldn't be shocked if they have like 35 three point attempts, or that's like their only field goals is threes. So uh, if if I had to lean here, I would take um, – I honestly would probably take the over. I might actually bet the over. Uh, we'll see. I think Missouri will, will out-rebound. I'm going to take the over and not be afraid of it and just root for good basketball. I'll look at the first half over. I don't see any lines, so I'm not just going to give them out, but um, definitely mm. we'll, we'll tweet about that on my account. Um, yeah. I think Missouri will out-rebound Memphis. Uh, we'll see, though. I mean, I mean, it's going to be a gritty game. They're going to play a lot of – you know, with Aiden Shaw and whatnot, but you also got Jordan Brown on the other hand with Memphis. So I, I, it's going to be whoever I think wins it on the boards, get those extra chance opportunities. We keep talking about that, um, but um, that's kind of how it goes. And let's get those easy buckets. You saw, you saw with Florida Atlantic last night. Speaking of that, Trevor, were you on site at the Barcelona? You were on, you were on site at the Barcelona Invitational. You got any takes on that or did anyone come up to you and, talk to you from Florida Atlantic and say, Hey, thanks for betting on us last year. Uh, well, before I get into that, I'll just give you my Memphis. So we don't have to bounce back, but I do leave Memphis in this one and I, I'm not taking an under, but I kind of lean under uh, you said a big, big transfer addition that they got Kyle Van over seven foot five played with Max Aismas at oral Bob. Um, he knows how to facilitate. He knows how to score. Um, he runs the floor. He does it all. And seven foot five, he's going to be taking away boards from Memphis. Um, so I don't think Memphis is going to have as many uh, second chance points. It's going to end up kind of biting him in the ass eventually down down the, the road in that game. But I do think Memphis with uh, Vanover down low and um, all those guards that can shoot the three, I think they're going to have plenty of second chance points and uh, keep them keep Memphis off of the glass um, pretty well. Go Mizzou. Uh, yes, let's go Tigers. But uh, I, yes, I was there last night. Um, it was great. I two rows up from the floor, sat uh, on the side of the benches also. So great seats. Um, Florida Atlantic got the job done. That was never in doubt. Um, great energy that first game, though. Um, whole team loyal there, loyal there. They had their student section. Um, band was there. It was it was awesome. Um, kept them in the game, but uh, FAU just 
just did what they did best at the end and uh, took over. Um, I did end up seeing John L. Davis and, and Vlad and Dusty May managed to get a picture with uh, John L. And he signed my jersey. So that was that was pretty sweet. Shout out John L. Davis, future NBA star, calling it. Dude's a dog. Um, but, yeah, that, that was pretty sweet. Um, saw a bunch of the other teams. Um, unfortunately, had to watch Arizona State play basketball, <laughs> and that was awful. Uh, that team, no size whatsoever. They got two seven-footers, but these guys are 180 pounds soaking wet. They just got bullied. They couldn't do anything. Um, it, it, it was really, really tough to watch. So um, really nothing from that from that game. I just managed to stay awake and uh, make it to the end of that before I left. But, yeah, it was it was awesome. I hope, I, I hope they keep doing it. I'll definitely go back. Um, it's a fun person to go to in, in – uh, event to go to in person. I mean, sport college athletics, it was a final four team last year. Seats were empty. I didn't understand it, but I'll be there as long as they're doing that. That was a, that was a pretty sweet event. And last year was UAB Toledo. I mean, who, who wouldn't want to go watch that in person? I mean, come on. Oh, Especially with so. Jelly Walker on UAB. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you can say what you want about the Barstool uh, broadcasting, but they get, they get stars. They get teams to come to these <laughs> events that people care about. Yeah, Toledo is a wagon. They were a wagon last year, and they're again a wagon this year. I love Toledo. Yeah, a wagon. Virginia versus the Florida Gators. Uh, the Gators are one and a half point dogs with a total of 135 and a half. Um, this is an interesting one. Florida's actually, I just looked, they're up to two and a half point dogs at home um, versus Virginia. I don't um, know why. I just decided, I don't know why it opened at one, one and a half. Like I, I felt like I was I was getting trapped. Yeah, Bill. Why? Why do you think you're getting trapped? Why? I Virginia. I don't know. I love Virginia. I, their defense, Tony Bennett. Um, they're off. I don't know. I don't. Something about it. I think they're gonna have a really, really good year. And one and a half just kind of felt trappy. Like it was just like, oh, psh, Virginia's only got to win by by one and a half by two points essentially. Like psh, easy. Just it, it feels we kind of felt like FAU yesterday when they opened up at four or five. It was like that's that seems short, but I mean at the end it it came through. But it just felt trappy initially when I saw it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, obviously, Virginia lost a ton. Uh, Armand Franklin, Jaden Gardner, Kihei Clark, their uh, leader at point guard. Um, they bring in a couple uh, pretty good pieces. Um, Andre Road from St. Thomas, very good. Jordan Miner from Merrimack put up numbers last year. Uh, Dante Harris from Georgetown. Um, this Virginia, like you said, their defense is like really their mainstay and their slow-paced offense that just drag you throughout the game and make you want to die playing them. Um, but I think on the other side, obviously, Florida lost uh, Colin Castleton, uh, Kyle Lofton, um, and a couple other key pieces. But they bring in uh, Walter Clayton Jr. from Iona, uh, Six foot two guard, six 17 points per game, four rebounds at Iona. Uh, Tyree Samuel from Seton Hall, 11 points per game, six boards. Um, and then Micah, uh, hand I don't know how to say his last name, Hand Logden. Logden. Thank you. Seven foot one sophomore, uh, you know, eight points per game, 10 boards per game. He's gonna, he's gonna add that missing size that they're now missing without Castleton. He played um, for so Marshall. They, I mean, Marshall, yep. Marshall was a great team last year as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Solid. So I think Florida brought in a lot of key uh, – or good pieces, sorry. Um, so the, I, I get why the spread is this low 
in my opinion, I I haven't I didn't see any of uh, either of these guys opening games, so I actually don't have any reference to how they played in their openers. Um, I personally kind of lean Florida with this. I think any Virginia game, I'm not ever going to bet an over because it will <laughs> feel like the game is five hours long. Um, so I'm not going to touch that. But I think maybe with the spread moving up um, for Florida, it kind of makes me lean there. They definitely have the size advantage on Virginia, which again. Um, makes me think again, second chance points with these guys, like even their guards are grabbing boards, which is big. They're not going to like, you know, single-handedly rely on their center to get them, um, boards. Um, but that's kind of where I feel with it. Oh yeah. I just, oh man. Uh, I thought, I, I feel like twice or three times last year, I was like, oh, they're in the swamp. You know, it's, it's one of those, I'm back with Florida again. One of those love hate relationships that we have with, uh, our, teams as sports gamblers um definitely you know want to stay away from this total i think i'd actually would probably lean the under but i'm not i'm that just on history alone but of these two teams but the fact of bringing in these stud guys and and especially the isaiah clayton out of iona and and then also you know you got sophomore mcneely on virginia virginia finds a way although they're slow and uh, you know very half-court basketball, old-fashioned basketball, they, they find a way to spread the floor. Now, Florida's athletic. They're lanky. Um, it'll be interesting to find out if that, you know, how they react to, you know, Virginia's well-oiled machine. So I think I'm going to I'm gonna lean the Cavs and, and go against my, you know, road road underdog here. Um, but I, 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 again, one of those coin flips, maybe I'll end up tweeting about the under because I leaned it initially to um, and just sweat a good old 136, 135. Yep. Uh, my, if I played anything, this would be the under. Um, Virginia's defense, and like Nick said, uh, Florida's got the height and uh, length advantage, but I still think Virginia's defense is just – this is going to be classic Virginia. It's just going to be stifling, and Florida's going to be be just in a wreck, and it's just going to be an ugly game per usual. But <laughs> I don't really know if I want to be betting on that on a Friday night. There's plenty of other games on this board that uh, – we can be getting at so lean under no play yep i feel that um next up i believe is texas a&m versus ohio state um ohio state's one and a half point favorite over under 138 and a half um i did watch ohio state's opening day because i had a bet against them with oakland plus 19 and uh boy Oakland was in that game the entire time. I think Oakland definitely, definitely had a chance to win that game outright. They were within two, three possessions, maybe the entire game. Um, so I don't know if that's more positive for Oakland or more negative for Ohio State. Um, but uh, I, I said this, I think, with you guys, or maybe it was just on Twitter, me just talking. Uh, Ohio State lost a ton of production with Sensabaugh, Suing, and McNeil uh, not on the team anymore. Uh, they bring in Jameson Battle from Minnesota, Dale Bonner from Baylor, who I'm not super high on, but you know, do with that what you will. Um, so I think this team is definitely good, but I really that especially with that performance for Oakland, I really don't know what to expect with them. Um, Texas A&M, on the other hand, I think people are a bit high on them. I think they think maybe A&M can compete for the SEC title, even with Arkansas um, and Tennessee. Really, I think leading that that conference. Um, but AM is definitely in the conversation. Um, they kept basically everybody. They only lost two pieces, Dexter Dennis being the main guy. Um, but they keep Wade Taylor, Tyrese Radford, 
um, Henry Coleman. So this team is very old. Their starting five are they're the youngest two are juniors and then two seniors and a graduate. So these guys have experience. Um, Jace Carter's coming in from uh, UIC, um, 16 points per game. Eli Lawrence coming in 12 points per game from uh, Middle Tennessee State, who you just watched cash for you, Trevor. Um, so they're bringing in some good guys. Um, so I really like AM here, especially being a dog. I don't really know. Uh, clearly, the Ohio State home factor maybe doesn't even matter if Oakland could hang around. I don't see why AM can't hang around and win this game. Uh, so I lean AM for sure. Um, Huff, what do you think? <clears throat> oh, you're muted. I'm on mute. Classic. Um, yeah, no, I'm with the Aggies 100%. I, I shouted them out on our one of the you know the top 20, rest of the top 25 and called them out as my sleeper team. So I'm one of those guys that are high on AM. Sometimes they just come out though really the, the, um, you know very bleak, especially um, you know just they, how they how they play. They got four guys and they use those four guys and that, that's kind of how they've always played, especially with Wade Taylor at the realm. Um, I, I, I like player props in the situation too. I know a couple they aren't open markets quite yet, um, but but look out for you know Wade Taylor props and and, and seeing it. If it's like at a 12 and a half, 13 and a half, I'm not going to give another opinion on AM just because I lean it as well. Um, both teams rebound well. Um, both these teams turn over the ball a lot um, so far, as we've seen too. So it could be one of those gross, sloppy games. I'm definitely not taking another freaking under. No way. But um, I'm, so I'm just going to take take a and and hope for the best and watch that Ohio State is the same team as they were last year, even with a good roster. They were not very good. Yeah, uh, I'm with you guys, too. Uh, I think A&M just wallops them. Uh, I love uh, the back there. They bring back uh, Wade Taylor and uh, um, Tyrese Radford, um, and they're adding Jace Carter. So um, Taylor and Radford were uh, the SEC's highest scoring backcourt, 31 points a game last year, and they add Radford now or uh, Carter now, and they get uh, Marvel and Coleman back. Uh, just that continuity and uh, two big dudes down low that can that can bang and just get rebounds and 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 put their chest in you and play some good defense. Um, I really like uh, the A&M team. I think Buzz is going to have the boys uh, buzzing and ready to go. Um, I I don't understand why A&M's a dog. I mean. Home. Unless they really respect Ohio State, but I, I, I don't really see it. But um, I think 140 is a little low for points also. Just personally, I think I think uh, A&M can easily put up 75 uh, plus tomorrow. I mean, uh, how many points did Oakland score? What was that, 70? Uh, I think it was pretty uh, like 69, 71 somewhere. 60, yeah. 73, 79, 73. Wow. 79, 73. So, yeah, they, yep. they can put up points. And if, if Oakland's doing that, I, I don't think AM is going to have a problem putting up any points. Um, so I would uh, roll AM. I mean, maybe even team total for them, depending where that's at. Uh, based off that handy dandy math, that would be 145, 74, 73 ish. Yeah. I think that's not. Uh, or am I looking at? I'm looking at the wrong. Uh, I was looking at the BYU total over under. You're good. Oh, this so what is it? One thirty-eight. So it's going to be like seventy-ish, oh, 70. seventy and a half. It'll be like I bet it'll go teeter like sixty-nine it. to seventy-one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that play. I like that play. Um, Radford and Taylor are just 
They're awesome. That's why I love a ton of guys. Yeah, I just I love Wade Taylor and the props, but like I said, and Jay Carter. People are gonna know this kid after uh, after a few games. I mean, this kid is this kick and ball. So, um, yeah, I I lean A and M and and like that team total over. I love it. I love it. Go Aggies. Is that is that a PFP? Squad ride. Let's let's, let's go. Sounds like it. A and M's on every. We got all got A and M. Let's do it. Lock let's it up. It. You heard that. You heard it here first. All right. Uh, let's go into the next game. If um, anyone's got anything else, uh, speak now. Forever hold your peace. We got the Aztecs going to Provo. BYU getting one and a half. I think it moved to two and a half. Keeps bouncing back and forth. And then we have a total of 145 and a half. Trevor, what do you got, my friend? Uh, this one I I really like. We got Tremel coming back, um, Lamont Butler, um, and uh JD on Lee's back. Um, so they got three of their five starters, and they're bringing in Reese Dixon Waters from USC, 10 points a game. Um, and uh, a guy called J Pal from Campbell, 12 points a game, seven boards, all name list for him. Um J-Pal. This team, J-Pal, what a name. Easy, you get it. Um, they do lose, you know, they lost Matt Bradley, who's a big uh, driving force uh, for that team last year. Uh, Mensa, Kashad Johnson, Seiko. Um, so they, they lose some 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 key guys here, but um, they're, it's just a Brian Dutcher team. They're just going to play good defense. They're going to grind you out. Um, they're going to drag you to the to the water and drown you. It's, it's not going to be pretty. It never is, but they, it gets the job done. Um, I think they're going to have another really good year. So I'm not really too worried about uh, San Diego State here, but it is in Provo. BYU is really tough to play at. Um, who did BYU just play? They, um, BYU played Houston Christian, the art, the college formerly known. Yeah, and they put up like 115 points or some shit. They just went nuts. Granted, it was Houston Christian. They don't, they elect not to play defense, but. BYU can put up points. Um, you mean you you have to you have to be good to put up 115 anyway. You still have to put the ball in the basket. So um, I think San Diego State's gonna gonna grind them down. It's gonna be a nasty game, but that BYU crowd is gonna is gonna help them out. And I think BYU pulls this out. I think they're favored for a reason. Um, non-ranked team versus a um, non-ranked home team versus a ranked team, and they're favored. Um, I like this spot for them. Feed me BYU and Provo tomorrow minus three. I, I may I may lock this up, and um, I just talked myself into it. So yeah, I'm I'm locking up BYU tomorrow. Um, they're favored for a reason at Provo. Go Mormons! Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think the San Diego State team, even though they're returning a, a couple guys, um, that they're will they keep up how good they were from last year? I don't know. And their offense again is like one of those offenses that kind of makes you just like really change want to change the channel when you're watching them because they're very efficient with the ball like they really don't take a lot of unnecessary shots um but they just drown out the shot clock and drag it out to you know 25 or five seconds left on the shot clock and then we'll just hit you with a jumper um but i think you're right i think byu again like you said they put up 110 on uh houston christian which again it's houston christian not um you know the san diego state team um, but man, they got some ballers, and like you said, it's hard to go to BYU and get a dub. So um, I lean BYU with this. I don't know if I'll actually lock this up. It scares me fading SDSU because I rode them the entirety of March last year. 
Um, so my emotions will get in the way of it, but I definitely don't hate that BYU play whatsoever. I, uh, San Diego state did screw me with my FAU, uh, national, um, championship game ticket, not even win, just go to the championship. They screwed that. So maybe I have a little bit of, a um, anger towards them, but I don't know. I, I still, I wasn't sold on them last year in the tournament. I thought it was kind of a fluky run. I mean, how can that offense make it that far and, they got to like it was, it was disgusting, and then they played UConn and just got well. We all know they got steamrolled, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm Brian Dutcher's offense is is the one thing that I always hate. Like they play like St. Mary's until they play offense, and they they act. I don't know. It's it's ugly. Yeah, no, I I completely get that, and 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 uh, you called out a good look of the the mod, like the kind of model system play almost of saying you know non ranked team versus a ranked team, and they're getting they're getting favored. So I, I mean, it's almost that that's, that's the play and the angle right there within itself. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to take BYU just because you're talking me into it as well. It's one of those games that I will have my least amount of units on it. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe a live bet is opportunity here as well. I have, we'll, we'll talk about live bets down, down the road and, and what we see in our live bets and, and when we take those, but, I like to always come up with a game or two to keep an eye on. And I, I, I I'm scared of that 146 total for some reason in my head. Something, something tells me it's, it's, it's we're going to, I'm going to have to watch this game to see how it goes. It's going to start off slow. I mean, all the data is pointing that they run and gun, but they've played two league teams in Cal state Fullerton and Houston Christian. So I'm going to watch that game and, and, and look at the over it's down in the one thirties or something like that. And it's one of those gritty games. Um, and it starts off slow at first. So uh, I just, just wanted to call that out here too. Cause I, I love live betting CBB. It's one of my favorite to bets on live um, sports uh, or live bets other than football. So. Yeah. Those numbers fluctuate live like crazy. Anyone can go on a 10 0 run real yeah, quick. And, and I got asked flips. on the bird. I got asked on the bird and bird show last night. Like, do I middle a lot? And I mean, I had the perfect opportunity today and that Pepperdine under that got, 16 points from from threes like it the total got all the way down to 60 63 64 and i told myself like i need to take that over there and hopefully get somewhere in the middle and double win or at least hedge my bet in a sense so um i went on a walk instead of my dog so i didn't do that <laughs> but uh it was the right play <laughs> anyway sorry uh just uh no byu is down to two and a half now so yep. it did it, it did move towards San Diego State, but yeah, that like you said, that 146 total kind of I don't know to me it kind of seems high. I, the public with, uh, with yeah, I think I th- they gotta love San Diego State and that under. I mean, San Diego State is plays great defense. They just made it to a national title game. Like this is gonna be a it's gonna be easy. Just take the points. I'm interested in seeing that live movement on that this game tomorrow. I mean, we'll move on from BYU San Diego State, but. Yeah, I'm interested to see that line movement. If it the public starts hammering San Diego State, what happens with that? So. Yeah, yeah, I'll be uh, keeping an eye on it, but I definitely uh, like BYU uh, right now. Probably going to play it just, just because it makes it makes no sense. Why is an unranked? Poke it up. <laughs> yeah. <Let's go. laughs> uh, but the big game tomorrow, uh, Arizona Duke, and we have we to do, have a Duke. Should we do Tennessee Wisco first or whiskey? Whatever you want to do. 
Let's do Tennessee whiskey first. Tennessee right. I, I'm an idiot. I forgot to put it in the list because I'm dumb. <laughs> I was just, as I was saying, I was like, hold on. I'm pretty sure Wisconsin yep. plays tomorrow too in Tennessee. I'm just a dummy. Yeah. So. Cole Center. Can, yeah. The Cole Tennessee. Center is going to be rocking. Whiskey plus one and a half over under 133 and a half. Oh. What are your guys' initial thoughts on that? 133 and a half. God, do I dare take an over in the Cole Center? Trevor, uh, the did just break a school record for scoring uh, last game. I don't know if you're aware. So national title or bust. I mean, we got no offense now. Uh, one, one nugget and not regarding the total, but regarding just Wisconsin, they yeah. have five wins over top 10 teams um, at home, I think is what the stat is in 2016. They beat number four Michigan since 2016. Yep. Yeah. Since 2016. So, yeah, 2016 over number four, Michigan State. 2018 over number six, Purdue. 19 over uh, number two, Michigan. 2021 over number eight, Purdue. So it happens again this year where they're playing Tennessee at home at the nine uh, in the country. So take with that what you will. Maybe uh, they got something going on where they just whop uh, big uh, top ten teams at home. So I don't know. Just, just don't, a little nugget. And don't forget last year, the Maui – Wisconsin should have beaten Kansas too, but I forget who. Uh, I think it was McCullough stepped out of bounds, throwing the ball back in with like two seconds left, and Kansas won on a last second buzzer. But I digress. It was a good game. Wisconsin had them on the ropes. They just they do this shit every year. They just show up against teams they're they're not supposed to. Uh, Purdue in conference play when Purdue rolling and they're going to win a uh, a national or a, a championship if they beat them. They ended up losing and, and co-sharing with Wisconsin at uh, from the Cole Center. Um, they just I don't know. They just they beat teams they're not supposed to. And I I kind of think Wisconsin does it again tomorrow. Um, I don't like betting on on my uh, my team. I don't I hate it. It's uh, it's the worst. Is when they lose you double lose and it's it's pain. But um, Tennessee I don't know. They have offense that Dalton Connect kid from Northern Arizona can absolutely hoop. But the one thing they're giving up is a little bit of defense playing him because he is not, not the best defensively. But Badger's offense is nothing that anybody in the country is ever scared of. Let's be honest; it's it's pretty ugly. Um, they return all of their starters. Um, Asijin, um, coming off the bench can absolutely just put him put the uh, ball in the bucket and be a spark plug at times. Um, they still got Tyler Wall and uh, uh, Crowler. So I mean they're they got guys that can they can bang down low. Um, but the one thing I do kind of worry about is they did just break a, a school record for scoring, but um that was against uh, a nobody. Yeah, I don't know. I think this I think this Tennessee team is also returning a lot too. They have Ziegler coming back, Vescovy coming mm-hmm. back, uh Josiah Jordan James, uh I do is coming. They bring in Ganey from uh, USC Upstate, who can ball as well, um, 15 points per game at Upstate, 35% from three. So I, I said it before, I think Tennessee's offense sometimes forgets how to play offense, um, but then their defense is very good as well. So I think we might get uh, – obvious. I mean, obviously Wisconsin's offense is going to regress a bit, right? They're not going to put up a school record amount of points every game, especially versus Tennessee, who knows how to play good defense. Um, so I think this one's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, that doesn't really help because the spread is one point. Uh, so there's not really much wiggle room there. 
Um, it's really hard. I, I lean Tennessee because I do think Tennessee is one of the best teams in the country. I think they're going to be a number one seed come March. I think they're going to win the SEC. And I just don't see Wisconsin saying, you know, being near their level. But they do know they know how big uh, win big games at home too. So it's a really tough game. I think, again, it's one where you can make an argument on either side. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take on the fact that tennis, Tennessee's lost their last five road games um, in a row. I mean, I mean, even bringing back their starters. So, I, I mean, just knowing how tough the Cole Center is on paper, I would totally see. But I think, I think the books are definitely factoring in this this opposition and in, into the road and and what we've seen at the Cole Center and those stats that you guys have mentioned in their last wins. And I mean, they did beat a really good Arkansas State team. I, I won't say really good, but they got some good pieces on there. Um, and we'll just see how they mesh. I mean, it's going to be Rick Barnes versus Greg Gard. One of my two least favorite, uh, two least favorite head coaches in college basketball, from my opinion. Sorry, Trev, um, but uh, you know, I'm taking. I, I uh, Rick Barnes stumble spot here, and and like you said, Wisconsin. I was gonna win. I might, I might take the first half. I think Wisconsin comes out strong in the first half too, um, and we'll see how the full game goes for sure if they don't blow it at the end. So. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I was liking kind of like Wisconsin, but the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, both teams can play defense. Go with we your gut, bro. Okay. No, go with your gut, man. I mean, especially like as you as you're Wisconsin Homer, right? Like I felt like that. Which is exactly why I'm like, hold on a second, let me let me right. rethink this. But Tennessee, right. they can play defense too, but the one thing they can do, I think, this year is, is score the ball with Dalton Connect. Um, dude's dude's legit, and um. I, don't know. I think I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a regression of offense a little bit here. But at the end of the game, I think Tennessee is going to have enough offense to to get it done. Badgers also um, not really a, a big deal, but Gus Yeldon is 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 suspended um, from uh, what I don't know, just being a college kid, ha- having an <laughs> underage uh, drinking ticket and some weed, I guess, or something. But um, yeah, what a criminal. I mean, I know, just lock him up, unreal. I, I, yeah. I, it's insane, but no, I mean they got college. Chucky's back, so I don't know. Also, Chucky, uh, that guy, he loves nothing more than to just hold the ball and shoot a god awful shot to lose the game. So unless he he figured that out this this winter, um, I I don't know. I think Tennessee maybe in the end will, will have enough offense. Like you said, was uh, first half maybe Wisconsin come out. Uh, ready the coal center's jumping tennessee's not ready um but the end i think tennessee's just got a little bit more offense that they're gonna be able to pull out um you you made a good point i I don't mean to interrupt you but you made a good point i'm looking at these trends here tennessee's actually they've won in the first half money line 29 of their last 35 um that's insane and then you have wisconsin might just take the first half under they've They've, they've, that's a huge ROI. Looks like with the trend of their first half game total under on both sides of there. Um, but once it comes down late, I think if it being a close game, if it's a five six point game, that foul game is going to come um, and, and cause maybe the the, the over to hit. It'll, it'll probably move down. But just something I wanted to point out with those trends, and and maybe that I'm wrong on and coming out strong and Tennessee actually coming out strong in the first half and Wisconsin winning just. Because Tennessee has led it the first half, and <laughs> that's an insane stat. Yeah, no, that's a good. So. That's a good. That's a good point. That that foul game is definitely going to come into into factor at some point, and uh, that low total 
I mean, what's that? What was it? 60, 130. Yeah. 62. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bet MGM's got 134 and a half. And 134. So that's 60, 66. Total over in 14 of their last 36 games. Wisconsin yeah, never even I, hit a first half game total over last year. Not fair. one. Not one. I can't. I can't argue that. But that's I will insane. argue on Tennessee's behalf that they got yes. some offensive pieces now. But I can't. I can't argue the Wisconsin fact. That's uh, that's the truth. They're the exact that's same. Some wild. That's just some wild trends there. That's that's wild. Is Yeldon for sure not playing tomorrow? Unless he's back, I'm read about a week. So or so I know ago he took he a leave. Of, I know he took a leave of absence. He took a leave. Well, of I absence. think that's what the suspension was. Okay, because I see because something from a couple hours ago that he was practicing with the team. Oh. I don't know if he – Rotowire, I mean, Rotowire, for what it's worth, still says he's out, and I think he is out too. But i just shocked that he – I just see that he was practicing like four hours ago. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, maybe maybe he is. I mean, that'd be I, nice I would just assume that he is out, but – yeah. Put the bong down. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Poor guys. Well, Mackenzie Mbako, he got arrested, and then he was playing. He he looked lost out there, other than his shot. He'll he'll hand yeah. up. Paolo got pulled over a couple of years ago when they were drunk. <laughs> Paolo, around, Coach he, K's kid. Yeah, he played that night and and balled the fuck out. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking on. of they're Duke, just, they're just kids. They're just kids. As we, I mean. I mean don't condone drinking and driving, but if the, if Yeldon was just drinking underage, I mean, it happens here in college. Yeah, you're a, I mean, you're a D one athlete. You're and yeah, yeah, like it happens. It's Madison, Wisconsin. Like, come on, I, I got in college, maybe a couple. <laughs> I think sure. the cop. The, I'm pretty sure the cop that gave him a ticket did too. I mean, it's just who cares? Big, yeah. and the, unless he's pissing on the sidewalk at, at the at the tailgate or something. I mean, but but damn, you know, just a little let the man live. He's in college at Madison. Let the man yeah. live, Trevor. You'll be sweating it tomorrow. I'll be, I'll be texting you during it. I'll probably end up oh, taking the bad. I don't even know if I'll even play it. If anything, it'll be Tennessee, just because uh, if the Badgers win, then that's a hell of a win. But if not, I'm, then I'm then taking my, that. Uh, on. I might take that, take that first half under and look at the game under with those stats. But yeah, I don't hate that first half under. That is intriguing. Sixty-two though, it's like, oh, I just hate sitting there for twenty minutes and like once the foul gets, it's just awful. Yeah, but but the the thing with the Big Ten is, uh, um, it can go so long without scoring. Like the bat. Do you do you guys remember the North Texas Wisconsin game NIT Final Four last year? I don't no, think Wisconsin scored a point in the final through. eleven minutes of that game. Not a free throw. Not a nothing. I, I know because I had the under. And I needed them to not score a goddamn point the rest of the game, and they didn't. It was it was insane, and that's how we lost the season. It's because they couldn't even get a layup or a free throw. Okay, I do I do remember that now, and how pissed so many fans were in there. Yeah, I do remember. Absurd. That. Nit, it's ruined now. It's sad. I don't even I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. Well, another day, another day. <laughs> but hopefully. A team that uh, is avoiding the NIT from for his perspective, uh, Duke, Arizona tomorrow. The Nick's NIT. a Duke fan. If Duke is in the NIT, I'll retire. <laughs> He's got a hey, Clemson hat on. He has a hat on for every team. It's impressive. Yeah, one for great. But, Honestly, yeah. like without team, like this is like my favorite hat. This hat, Fox. 
that hat does fuck for sure. The Clemson, the Clemson logo is pretty solid. It's that, just that different fabric. Too. It's dry fit. It's fucking sick. And some about the logo. Yeah, I agree. I like Clemson. Just don't do your Dabo Sweeney TikToks at all or anything. That's <laughs> good. <He's low. laughs> oh god. Anyway, um, moving is moving on to the Duke Arizona game. Totals at one fifty four. Duke. Four and a half at Cameron Indoor Stadium. The Cameron Crazies will be absolutely jumping up and down. I bet Nick will be as well. He's excited about yeah. this year. He's got Arizona already. We 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 all are kind of eh, on Arizona, especially Trev. Um, but you know we're all fairly high on Duke, and Trev and I don't want to admit that. But um, let's go ahead and pass it off. We got Proctor. We got Flip. You, I mean, you, you got plenty of good people on Duke, but let's go pass it over to, to Nick in the homer play with Duke. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is going to be super biased, so take anything that I say, you know, a little bit. No, it's well, true. <laughs> but this – this we have a rare Duke starting five that only consists of – well, actually, no, he didn't even start. Ryan Young started. So we have five guys starting for Duke that aren't freshmen. Um, Caleb Foster came off the bench as a freshman, and he actually um, played really good versus Dartmouth. Um, he – Shot six for 10 from the field, 15 points. Um, I think these young kids that are coming in that are coming off the bench to, you know, give um, Roach, Flip, Proctor, um, these guys are going to get good breaks with these um, studs on the bench. Um, obviously, McCain coming in as a freshman. Um, excuse me, he did start, so they do have one freshman. Obviously, McCain, one of the top prospects. I think he's going to be very good this year. I think TJ Power is going to be really good too. I think we got to give him some time to you know develop and get some playing time and everything. But I think once the year goes on, um, Power will be really good coming off the bench. Um, and I think Duke is one of the, if not you know the top ranked team, one of the top ranked teams in the country for a reason. This team is national title. Um, dreams this year. I think John Shire last year did a really good job. We got to, you know, the second round lost to Tennessee, um, a very good Tennessee team. So, um, fair to them. They beat us and Tennessee is very good. Um, but I think for this year, it's like final four bus for Duke. Like they're going to shoot for a national title and anything less than that is going to be a failure for them. So obviously I'm going to lay the four and a half with Duke. I think Arizona does have a very good team. Tommy Lloyd is a very good coach. Um, so that does scare me a bit. I don't think this is going to be an easy win by any stretch of the imagination um arizona losing to bellis uh ramey kirk creesa um but they still have a solid roster they're bringing caleb love obviously from unc um very polarizing opinions on caleb love i still think he's a good player sometimes he just tends to shoot a thousand shots and he'll miss um 980 of them um, but he will get points he's going to be able to score um ballo is going to be their big seven footer down low that flips flip and ryan young are going to have to battle um one thing that does scare me a bit is duke really struggled to rebound the ball against dartmouth obviously they out rebounded them but they only had five offensive boards so they really um need to work on that to get second chance opportunities versus duke uh, versus arizona especially with um their big guys down low um so obviously i'm going to play duke i probably won't actually bet it because i'm going to be so invested anyway um, but obviously lean with Duke and I don't really care if that number comes down. I think it probably, it might come down. The public will probably love Duke, um, but sharp money might be on Arizona. So if that number comes down, yeah, maybe a little lower, I might actually place a wager on it, but time will tell. I might take Duke wire to wire, honestly. I don't know if they do even offer it. They offer that. Yeah. I might take them. I, 
don't even know what that is. What is what is wired? Oh, you talking like first half full time? First half, first half full full game. Oh, you can find that. You can find that. Somewhere. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not on. I don't have odds for it, guys. Sorry, but right now. But yeah, I don't know. Something about that makes me feel like it. There's something about Cameron Indoor, man. That's why I lean Wisconsin. I mean, it's just that's the thing about college basketball betting. It's like you you pick a side on a team, but that team has to go play in front of the most unreal place to play. And I mean, maybe I'm overthinking there, but at the same time, no, I mean, I just, I feel like that's why I lean Duke more. So um, in Arizona coming in, I might take follow rebounds. Like you mentioned, um, we've talked about that one, see what their props are at. I've really been liking props this year. And right now the point out is that the markets are messed up and they're going to take a week or two to fix um, based on trends. So, you can really catch a good edge on on some of these props um, and finding out data like Duke not rebounding well. Well, Balo's going to rebound the hell out of it, the ball tomorrow most likely. So trying to find that edge and find a good bet before it starts shifting and goes up four or five rebounds, what it already is based at right now. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I, think, uh, I think this is a Duke spot. Um, I'm not high in Arizona at all this year. Um, congratulations. You beat Morgan State by 54. Whoopty fucking do. <laughs> um, Duke, although they did, um, they Duke, I noticed, allowed Dartmouth to shoot 34% from the floor, um, whereas Arizona allowed Morgan State to shoot 40%. Um, granted, it's not a huge difference, but 40% versus 34% versus some shitty teams. Um, kind of don't think Arizona's defense is going to be um, able to hang with the uh, with these guys fully um, the entire game, they got some new pieces yet. So they're going to have to work into it. Now you're going to come into Cameron indoor and that place gets crazy. That place gets jumping. The, the fans are three feet from your face screaming at you um, while you're in a timeout. They're in your face while you're trying to inbound the ball. That place, that place gets jumping. Um, I think Caleb, Love gonna, get hazed. Caleb loves. Gonna yeah. Get and that, that crowd's going to go fucking bonkers on Caleb Love every time he has the ball. Um, I, that, this is going to be number one must-watch game of the day, obviously. I mean, 12 versus a, a 5, but um, this game is going to be crazy. Um, I don't think also – or also the other thing that I was I was a little worried about, Duke last year struggled with the size and physicality down low. Um, that's what ended up – ended their year. Um, now Balo's got a bang with, with Flip and, and Ryan Young. Um, I wonder if Shire's just going to throw Young out there as just a goon and just be like, dude, body body him up and just, just beat him up like – we need to just as long as they take him out of the game. I don't think Duke's really going to have an issue, um, issue with that. But if if Balo takes this game over and owns a glass, I'm kind of worried for for Duke there. But I'm taking Duke. Um, I'm with Nick here. I think this is a spot. I'm not high in Arizona. I think Duke's a, a serious contender, um, elite eight at least. Um, so I'm I'm going to lay the the four and a half and see if it goes down. If it jumps up to five, I'll play it. If it's down to four even better. Let's just see how far down it'll go. But I don't think it'll go any lower than four. So um, by point will be four. If it sits at five, I'm, I'm, I'm playing five. I'm not going to go over five and a half though. Um, I think it'll be close, but I think Duke's going to going to pull it out and uh, get John Shire that, that big first win of the year here. That will be, this will be a big confidence boost for them. And you're right. I somehow my brain just stopped working. I forgot that that crowd is going to be on Caleb Love's ass the whole game. Dude, yeah, man. You're going to let him hear it. But 
Dude, there's gonna be so many RJ Davis chants or something. It's gonna be <laughs> like, it's going uh, to be he's, he's gonna be so used good. to it though, too. Like it's not new for him. He was I there think for, this what, will also what, be a little years? bit different though. The fact oh, that he transferred sure. away, so he's not they're not gonna see him again. For sure. And the whole uh the girlfriend rumor shit with RJ. I think it's just I don't know. I think Duke's gonna have a, a field day with him with him tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, I mean that's the first game. I mean, first like real game for the Cameron Crazies too or um yeah, it's, it's gonna be fingers in the face all this stuff you know it's just it's it's hectic to play there and what i mean only Stephen f austin is one of the only teams that have came in and won on a non-conference that's, game that's so. so fucked up that you just said that. <laughs> no 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 hey no, Stephen no. f austin gave gave middle tennessee a fight for their life tonight all right those, are not, those are not the two teams on the same level <laughs> no no not at all but um, I don't know if you saw the betting splits. I I honestly think the public might take Arizona here in the points at least. But hope I don't. They're know. on Duke right now. Duke's getting They're a lot of Duke. bets. Duke's getting a lot yeah. of bets. You mentioned okay. That's just yep. I don't I don't give a shit. I'd be sh- I'd be shocked if the public isn't all over Duke. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I think maybe taking that now. I, I'm I'm either. <laughs> Gonna take wire to wire, like mentioned, or just lay the points and hope for the, the money split. Always is... scares me, but yeah, maybe Duke first half would be a good look. It's like minus one seventy if you want to buy the juice or something like that. Minus one sixty for Duke, I think. Right for Duke money line. First uh, half. Um, oh, first half money line. Oh, I, I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. Moneyline, I think, is 190 right now. I'm seeing. Oh, wow. Louisville like 210 won. 210 on Mm. Yeah, I don't think they have a first half money lineup yet. Damn, they're minus 205. Right. Yeah, on the full game. They're steaming. Yep. And yet it went down, which kind of scares me, but there's no way in hell. The, money, the money's coming in on Arizona. Arizona. The money's coming in on Arizona. They have 53% of the money with yeah. wow, uh, 29% of the bets. I mean, I respect Tommy. The coaching advantage, I'm going to First, give it to Arizona, but. I see how you can make it. No, I see how hey, you can Lloyd is a good coach. Lloyd is a yeah, good coach. I'm not disrespecting Shire or nothing, but I think no, I mean, Lloyd's Lloyd just got coach. a little more experience, so I'm going to give yep. them the edge there. He does. He does if have Arizona was playing like any other team, I'd be all over Arizona. Like I think they're actually good, and like you said, Tommy Lloyd's very good. So just so happens to be versus Duke. Yep. Follow boards tomorrow when the props release, though. That's the only thing I'll be I can't. I can't argue it. I don't. It's going to be like Ryan Young is a like, Northwestern product. He's not going to. Whoa! Get three of our five minutes. offensive boards, dude. He's he, he, had seven, he, had, he had seven boards versus. He only had six boards against Morgan State. Only six. Well, Ooh, they, they split up minutes and, and oh, shit. Oh yeah, they probably. He only had, he only had fifteen. He only played fifteen minutes. I bet <laughs> he played fifteen minutes and had six boards. Yeah, I'm telling yeah, you that he's going to have like 14 tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet I bet it could go to like if, if they give it, it's like eight, seven. Oh, it's going to be higher than that. You think so? I don't yeah, he's know. Seven, he's seven foot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it'll probably be around eight and a half or nine. I think it'll be eight. I mean, you're pretty much going to bet on him to get a double double then. I that's what I'm saying. It. Like with the it's early eight and a half season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like six or eight, I would take it because. 
Oh, this easy. is where you, this is where you can get these edges before everything else. But and, and if Flip is guarding Balo, he's he's gonna get out physical. Yeah. Flip is not unless unless he put on like thirty pounds of muscle this offseason. But um, no, yeah. I, just, I just I think if Ryan Young's on Balo, I think they'll be able to kind of keep him in check a little bit. Yeah, young, young, is, young is definitely a bigger body, but he is not athletic at all. No, he's 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 heavy feet, but yeah, he's he's a big body to put in front of him at least. If Young can tire him out and come second half, like Balo doesn't have legs on him to just jump up and fight for every rebound, like that's what Young's job is going to be. Right. Which you think if they're going to put uh, Young on uh, Young on Balo, they're not going to be playing. Running gun basketball up, uh, up and down. It's gonna have to be set your offense, run, run good, efficient offense. It, it could be a nice under, even too. I mean, Cameron and it's 154 and a half. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If I mean, Cameron indoor, um, uh, new point guard, new, uh, no Tabellis for Arizona. Um, if they are playing young, it's just gonna, he's just. Like I said, he's not a, an athletic guy. He's not going to run and gun up and down the floor the entire game. So no. I think if they want to keep him in there and maximize him, I think they probably got to just play set offense, um, get good good shot, and, and move on from there. I don't think they're going to be doing anything fast. So maybe that, that total might be a tad high. And, yeah, first half even if uh, Young plays, you know, 12, 13 minutes in the first half and just slows him down enough, could keep it under. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I can see it. 22. Well, those were the bigger games, the biggest games for tomorrow. So I guess we can get into – you want to do our three best best plays for tomorrow? Yeah, right them off. What you got? Sure. Um, so tomorrow um, I'm going to just pick three of my favorite out of these games that we went over because I actually haven't really looked into any other ones because there's just so many good games. Um, I think I'm going to take Florida plus the one and a half versus Virginia. I think the, the guys they brought in and the size they have is going to be the difference in that one. Um, like Huff said, I think we're going to squad ride Texas A&M minus, uh, plus one and a half. Sorry versus Ohio state. I really like that. I think Ohio state is not that good. And I think A&M's roster bringing all those guys back is very good. Um, and I lied. I'm going to go to another game that we're in our like honorable mentions. I think Miami minus nine and a half versus UCF um, is a play for me. I think uh, obviously Miami losing um, Wong and Jordan Miller is a big loss, but those guys that um, were coming off the bench that were key for them in March, now we're just pushed up in the starting position um, like Wuga Poplar. Um, they kept Omir. They added um, that Florida State transfer, Matthew Cleveland, which is big for size. I think that was one thing that we talked about it like off air, obviously. Um, Miami, when they played big teams, they couldn't do shit because they only had Omir down low. And if Omir was in foul trouble, they were so screwed because they couldn't just defend the paint at all. So bringing in um, Cleveland from Florida State is big. He's a um, six seven big, um, average of seven boards a game, 14 points next to Omir. So they have some size. They have also have A.J. Casey, a sophomore, um, 6'9", um, another freshman, 6'10". So they actually do have a lot of size, and I think this team can still just light it up from deep. Nigel Pack, Bensley Joseph, Wuga Poplar, um, and even Cleveland is a 35% three-point shooter. So this offense is still loaded, and I really like Jim Laranega. I think 
maybe now he's getting the credit he deserves. But I think before last year, like people just like didn't really think of him when they thought of top coaches in the country. This guy knows what he's doing. Like Larry is a very good coach. Um, so I think nine and a half uh, with Miami is what I'm going to lay. So those would be my three. Oh, yeah. I uh, love those ones. Um, I'm just going to roll with mine then. Uh, my best play is going to be Missouri minus three. Um, I I don't see how they don't how they don't win by. Uh, I mean, I guess you're not you're never going for pushes, but I mean, three points, one but one possession. I think they're going to get that, especially uh, if it turns into a foul game. But Vanover's height, um, his athleticism, his ability to run the floor, um, which is exactly what both of these teams do. I don't think he's going to tire out. He's going to be in the game. Um, he's going to control the glass, take away Memphis second chance points. It's going to be a uh, Missouri in that one. Um, Virginia tech team total over. Um, like I said, I got to see South Carolina, uh, put it together versus a competent team, but, um, I'm not too, I didn't care for him last year. Uh, Lamont Paris does not impress me as a coach very much. Um, so I'm going to take uh, the Hokies to, uh, get that offense rolling. And then, uh, Again, squad ride Texas A and M plus one and a half. Um, I'm just gonna say okay, I'm taking the I'm taking the money line. Um, don't see how Ohio State hangs in, especially if uh, Oakland gave them hell in in uh, Columbus, and now uh, Buzz Williams and the boys are are coming in, and they have far superior uh, backcourt talent, um, size, um, athleticism. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with them with you guys. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm, I got some duplicates there. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'll definitely keep it the A&M, but uh, some games that I didn't point out, uh, just want to point out real quick, won't, won't really get into the games. I'm going to take Butler minus 18 and a half for Southeast Missouri State. They absolutely mollywop an Eastern Michigan team um, there. I'm also going to take the Iowa team total over. Um, against Alabama State or AM. Uh, they're just, they run and gun. They, they put up team total. If you can get it all the way up to 89 and a half, take it. They'll, they'll score 90 tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Texas AM for the games we talked about as well. Um, I'm also going to take the props for um, Wade Taylor and Balo. Just wanted to point that out there. It's not one of on my best bets, but we'll go bets I mentioned. Texas AM, of course. Um, and also uh, Virginia Tech tomorrow and Missouri Memphis over 159 and a half. Let's root for the points and first half over as well. Hey, I uh, love that. Uh, I'm taking that back no, from Virginia Tech since you mentioned Virginia Tech. I'll take the Duke wire to wire bet. We'll do that. So, first half full time. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. I can see that. I mean, it's at Cameron Endor. So. Get, they should be showing up, but uh, Huff, you you had eyes on USC Upstate last uh, I think Monday or Tuesday or whenever. Yeah, yeah. How did that team look? Because they're they're catching fourteen and a half against a Vanderbilt team that lost by like twenty to Presbyterian at home. That was gonna be one of the bets I mentioned, but I pulled back and mentioned Iowa team total over just because I like it. I might take USC Upstate. They they I mean they played well ish against South Carolina. Um, but the, here's the problem. They park the brakes pretty well. USC Upstate um, unders is something. It was something last year. I didn't watch Vanderbilt, so I can't really give any assessment. Upstate is, on paper, one of the worst teams. Um, they did Vanderbilt lose. was up 12 at one point in that game. And they, lost, and they lost to Presbyterian. 
Yes. Presbyterians was five and 25. I used to make oh, fun geez. of them as a kid reading the magazine because uh, the first magazine I ever had in college basketball, they were one of the, they were literally 0 and 28. Uh, and then the next year they were 1 and 26 or something like that. It was a joke to my dad, but that's another story. But you, yeah, I mean, 14 and a half is telling for a team that just lost by 30 to South Carolina. Does that prove that South Carolina is a pretty good team, too? I mean, no, yeah. absolutely <laughs> not. But I think it's more telling that Vanderbilt's just dog shit. Um, yeah, exactly. Vanderbilt was laying 17 against Presbyterian. Um, it's still lost, though, right? So I'm Who definitely not going to bet this game. Does Vanderbilt still have that guy that we used to ride as like points prop every game last oh, year? Sure. Um, I don't think they do. I don't remember who it was. No, I'm pretty sure he went to. I'm pretty sure he went to the NBA. Uh, oh shit! Was it Liam Robbins? Was that him? Oh, are you talking? I think that was his fantasy score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blocks, something we used to bet him all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't Quentin remember. Post, Quentin Post from uh, Boston College too. Ooh. That kid is uh, a DFS mm-hmm. monster. Yeah, like Robbins isn't there anymore. Dude, uh, that's a pro tip. Uh, if, you, if you play DFS for college, like if you can bet fantasy scores and stuff, or if you use that, you get the huge guys that block po- that block shots because p- blocks are three points. I remember I used Quentin Post in a, a, a prize picks entry last year. I think his fantasy score was like 26 or something, 27. He had like 22 points, 21 points off of blocks alone. I know. I wish the books offered fantasy score, man. Those would actually be so free. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I, I need. I'm glad Indiana just legalized prize picks and underdog and those. Don't fall those. for it. You don't don't fall internet. for it. Okay. Yeah. No. no. I love prize picks and underdog. I love you guys. I make so much coin off prize picks and underdog. I definitely don't lose every entry. Trent, Trent was twerking on those prize picks for Josh Giddy opening up, but. Yeah, I know, but they rescinded his technical, so. Yeah, but, like, the books, though, would say that since that was great. 100%. The books are so dumb. Yeah, they would say that that's graded. Yeah. Um, I might want to point out maybe taking the under 145. I mean, Vanderbilt is middle of the road at the bottom tier of average um, possession length. So, I mean, as in that they were pretty slow with the ball. Um, and USC yeah. absolutely the same historically. So if you don't like taking the 14 and a half or you want to maybe wait for it to jump to 16, the under is probably a good look as well again. Yeah. I mean, South Carolina scored 83 point, 80 points and it still hit. So Fair. it was 142. Uh, Bellarmine's land or uh, not laying They're 19 point dogs at Kansas State coming off that USC loss. Bellarmine doesn't turn the ball over though. So I'm not really sure I I feel anything there. Kind of feels like a a spot tang and company get back home and kind of kind of get right, but can't fade uh the Bellarmine boys. They're 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 efficient with the basketball. I might take no, I'm not taking pretty Washington took them out back the other day, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was it was ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe their shticks figured out, but no, um, I think they're I think they're decent. Washington, they, just, yeah. It's Michigan also late for their body clocks too. That was that was a late. That was I think the last game of the day, and they're in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a ten thirty tip here. That's eleven. That's eleven thirty their time. Their body clock time that that game tipped off. Wow. So I mean, factor that in a little bit, but 
still. Young, Youngstown State's not the same. Youngstown State. That last year was their year to do it, and they, they were one of my favorite teams. But yeah, they lost Cole Hill. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan, seventeen and a half. I mean, they they they, they look good. They look. I watched them. They look really good. Like. <laughs> I refuse to admit that they're a competent basketball team. I hate. I mean, come on, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think they could win by twenty, but eh, seventeen and a half is is a fair number too. Just look, trying to look at games that I haven't really looked at since we were yeah, Clemson UAB. Um, oh yeah, good. Call. Andy Kennedy post Jelly Walker era. See what they're all about. Um, they still have. Uh, they returned. Uh, who was who was Jelly's right hand man? What was his name? Um, let me let me look. Producer, look it up. Uh, one sec. Eric Gaines. Okay. Eric Gaines. I'm pretty sure he's back. Um, he, he is back. Fully. Yep, and he can he can put the ball in the bucket too. Um, but I don't know Clemson. I th- I think Clemson's going to be on a, on a little. Uh, pissed off tour after how last year ended they had a shot to get in and kind of got screwed a little bit so i think yeah, Clemson's they, gonna be a, a solid screwed. team this year and fucking, i like, I like, I like that Hall's still there pj Hall's mm-hmm. been there for seven years he's like the new perry ellis it's incredible <laughs> at least i feel like that i mean been there for four so word and there's uh another game i was also looking at chattanooga um louisville um if jake stevens was still at chattanooga i would be smashing the uh, five and a half and, and money line in Chattanooga, but um, I still I still might. I mean, Louisville lost, or they didn't lose. They damn near did to a, a bad UMBC team with a bunch of freshmen and, uh, and new people. Um, granted, Louisville is pretty much that too. But man, they had to. They needed some big shots and, and some things to go their way late, and it and it happened. But um, I didn't get eyes on Chattanooga, but that that eyes that game's uh, caught my eye a little bit. It's actually come down too. It was five and a half. Now Chattanooga's four and a half dogs. Yeah, that's, that'll be a good game. A lot of sneaky good games. I mean, tomorrow. Princeton Dude, Hofstra. Gonzaga is only laying thirteen against Yale. Am I, am no, I, no steel venters. No steel vent. Okay, he's I was out say for that he's out for the weird. season. Season. What happened to yep. him? Um, I forget. Oh. Yeah, uh, knee injury. Yeah, but that oh, line. Yeah. Damn. None of these teams have played yet. That's a weird ass line. Damn, that sucks. Thank yep, you. he's done for the year. Damn, that does suck. Gonzaga's got a tough schedule. Non-conference as well. Like they About always time. Do. Yeah, yeah. Now Drew Timmy leaves, and like, yeah, now let's play our tough non-con. Dude, but Drew Timmy was – he got bullied that by guy. That guy, he was he was something. Yeah, he was He's in the number, NBA now. He went at pro. Mm-hmm. I forget he where. Like he should have been, like, at a fish concert at the same time, but also, like, just clowning <laughs> around. I mean, I definitely – He's a, he's not signed in the league. He's a free no, agent. No, he's not. Hey, no, but Trace Jackson Davis. He's, he's Adam Morrison 2.0. Or no, Morrison got drafted by the Bobcast, didn't he? No, TJD's are the Warriors, right? The Warriors, and like he's gotten, I mean, some playing time. Him and Podzamski got put to the G League, and then they pulled him back up like three days ago. Yeah. Can't, you Dude, can't walk, put Pods down there. No, Pods needs to start. Pod, put Pods on the Wizards. Fuck it. They need something. They need another. They need another guy to shoot. Oh, yeah. yes. Damn, okay. San Francisco's up thirty-five on St. Francis. 
Damn, I almost ripped their team total live when we were ripping it because they were starting off slow and it was only at like 80. It's fuck, they got like 80, what now? 79 now. Jeez. And right, well, um, yep. sorry, not cutting you off, but you guys got any more uh, plays or games you're looking at? I guess we'll, no, you're we'll good. cut this episode off. Kind of just kind of got on a, a little yeah. tangent there. Some other some other games or whatnot, but huge slate tomorrow. Great slate. Some Great slate games. tomorrow. We'll send out timestamps for our bets uh, with the with the recording, um, and then I like Oklahoma minus thirty one and a half. I'm gonna leave that Mississippi Valley State fade. Oklahoma win by forty. <laughs> there we go. All right, thank you guys for listening. Um, stay tuned to to our pages and uh, the the account page, and we're, we're tweet out some picks and uh, whatever else we add on. But uh, yeah, there's uh, nine of our best bets uh, in this game, in this episode, and some other leans. But, um, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys later. Peace, y'all.